You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Well, folks, it is time for another episode of Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. And today we're going to be talking about what I call the road to the deliverance portal. And really my goal and objective today is to introduce you to the deliverance portal here at Bride Ministries, which we've been talking about for a long time. I mean, I've been talking about this project for months and we have succeeded in pulling it off. Now, what is the Deliverance Portal? Well, it is a website, essentially, that is an addition to BrideMovement.com. It's a subdomain called Deliverance.BrideMovement.com. And at this subdomain, Deliverance.BrideMovement.com, you can connect with a whole series of 25 to start out of our Deliverance Prayers, and you can map them to your issues and problem sets with custom-made assessments. We have designed assessments to map problems to our solutions. And as you take those assessments, those assessments will send you a confidential email that no one sees but you. And with that email, you'll be able to then navigate our tools not necessarily having to fully educate yourself on why they work or how they work. You can just get free with a point and click approach. Now, today I want to talk to you all about the road to this, uh, I, I mean, I, I think extraordinary first of its kind resource. Now, I don't know anyone else in the world at this point that's been able to put together what we have. And I'm very excited about that. I have, to, I have to be honest with you. I am very, very excited. Why? Because if there's one thing I know, it's that God is sick and tired of what the devil has put you through. He's tired of it. He doesn't like it. He's not a fan of it. He didn't endorse it. And now he wants to set you free of it. And for that reason, God has really suffered a lot because he goes through everything that we go through with us as we are journeying this world in our ignorance, not knowing how to apply the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know, this is one of the major things that people get messed up. They think that because Jesus paid it all on the cross, that we automatically have the administration of everything he died for by virtue of the fact that we receive him as our Lord and Savior, and that is simply not how it works. We have to strategically apply by faith, understanding, revelation, obedience, and knowledge, the finished work of Jesus Christ to all of the specific areas of our lives needing redemption with intentionality. It's not just an automatic, you know, snap your fingers, get saved. Now your whole body is healed. Your soul, whole soul is healed. Every emotional wound you ever got in your life is healed. Your money's healed. All of that. No, that's not what happens at all. And everybody knows that. But somehow we still get hung up and we say, oh, well, Christians don't need deliverance, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, that's a load of baloney. I, I say 
I say that God has been very frustrated because we haven't known how to apply the finished work of Jesus Christ. So we have not walked in what he died to give us. And that breaks God's heart because there's a lot of suffering going on that if God could connect his people to the resources that they need to activate that finished work of Jesus Christ into their situation, they wouldn't go through that suffering anymore and God wouldn't have to keep suffering with them anymore. So it's a win-win. So I know, I know that God is sick and tired of your problems. He wants them solved. He wants your breakthrough. And so I know that heaven is very, very excited about what we've put together. Why? Because, because we have been able to get people set free of problems that a lot of humans don't even know exist. I mean, we, we have gone very far out there. And why have we done it? Because the folks that God has put in front of me have needed it. <laughs> they have demanded that if they're going to make progress, I'm going to have to let Jesus teach me how to apply his finished work to problems I didn't used to know exist. And that's okay. And so we're going to talk about the road to the deliverance portal, because at the end of this, here's what this is. This is a massive commercial. I want you to be as excited about this thing as I am. And I want you to be excited because I know that if this thing spreads by word of mouth and by, you know, email shares and Facebook posts and Twitter posts, maybe not Twitter as much as uh, Instagram posts and other things, you know, that, that, that are really pushing it out so that it gets visibility and, and the endorsement of, you know, I mean, literally you guys listening to me right now, it's going to go far and wide. And, you know, I think this deliverance portal is going to land in front of major leaders and ministries and this, and, and, and here's what I know. I know that while most of the body of Christ may not understand what I know at this point, um, the tools work and it doesn't matter if you know what I'm talking about or not, the tools work. And if we can put this deliverance resource in front of hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people are going to be set free and delivered at any time, anywhere in the world. And you know what? It's going to cost them nothing. We have made everything related to this deliverance portal, all of the work, all of the revelation, all of the engineering, all of the, of the, of the time spent, the fasting, the struggle, the uh, uh, frustration that has gone into what it takes to make these tools work. We are now taking that and turning it over to the world for free because we know that God wants to do a mighty work. And, 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 and how do you cooperate with that? Tell somebody. But first, get excited. So, so let me talk to you about my, my road to the deliverance portal. Number one, it starts with my own harassment. And for those of you that have been following me for some time, you know this, right? I was harassed by demons as a kid, okay? Uh, now, I'm half Puerto Rican and half Haitian, so I got it from both sides, right? Uh, there's voodoo stuff in my ancestry going back on my dad's side, Haitian stuff. And there was a spiritimo or spiritualism stuff going on on my mom's side back generations. Now, neither of my parents personally practiced this stuff, but I got it anyway. And so, I mean, I, I, I was born with my spiritual eyes wide open and I used to get harassed. I mean, I would see the spirits with my physical eyes, you know, walking around when I was young. And it was 
torment, right? And, and, and that stopped at a certain age, around the age of, you know, uh, when I was in middle school. And I remember the shift because I actually went to a church camp. I received my first prophetic word. I, I uh, man, you know, I really had a heart connection with Jesus. I came back from that youth camp in middle school and I was like, goodness gracious, I am going to serve Jesus with my life. I, I really want this. I, and, and I had known Jesus. I had grown up Christian and in church up to that point, but, but this was my moment. And that first night, I mean, I came back, I went to sleep and this spirit walked in my bedroom. And I tell you, this thing, it jumped on me. I had never experienced anything like I had seen demonic spirits before this, but this was new to me. And this spirit wrestled with me for a long time. I, I couldn't speak. I couldn't wake up. I couldn't get out of it. It was, you know, you could call it sleep paralysis, but it was beyond sleep paralysis. I mean, this thing was just wrestling with me and beating me up. And I, I think it may have gone on for an hour. I, I don't know. But all I know is that finally, after an extremely long beating, I was able to get the name of Jesus out of my mouth verbally. Uh, and, and the attack relented at that point. And I got up the next day just absolutely smashed, tired, exhausted, beat up spiritually. I was wiped out. And I said to myself, you know, if this is my journey to take by following Jesus and surrendering fully to this whole thing, I'm out. I, I, I will be nominal for now. I can't handle this. So that's where the shift began. And, and after that, I didn't see the entities so much as I would get attacked by them periodically. And the older I got, the more frequent it got until my senior year of high school. I was like almost every night I was, you know, getting hammered by these spirits and I'd rebuke them in the name of Jesus. They'd leave. And then the next night, you know, come back and so forth. So, so I went to college and, you know, I backslid and, you know, backsliding was a mixed bag because the more I backslid, the less harassment I got kind of, but I still would get smashed sometimes. And when I would get smashed, it was really bad. So it was, it was a weird season in my life, you know, because this, the spiritual harassment never really stopped, but I turned my life back around to Jesus when I was my junior year of college. And as you can imagine, I had a lot of questions. I rededicated my life to God. So I'm going 100%. And, and truly, from that time in my life until now, I have never veered from that path. I, I have not uh, gone any way but forward since that time. And, and so, you know, some people think I'm pretty young to be where I am in ministry right now. Well, but we've been going pretty consistent for 15 years. So, in any case, at that time, I had a lot of questions and I was trying to find answers. And I'm like, gosh, you know, I'm getting, I mean, I rededicated my life to Jesus and repented and I'm going through all this repentance. I'm still getting smashed. I mean, stuff's still showing up, wrestling with me and different things. Like, like I, I don't know how to make it stop. So I asked my pastor some questions and, you know, I, I mean, the pastor that I had in college didn't really know what to tell me at all. As a matter of fact, he didn't even believe in praying in tongues. So good luck with deliverance stuff. Like, I didn't have any help, you know, and I started researching and found that there wasn't much out there, but, you know, I did get my hands on the bondage breaker by Neil T. Anderson. 
I learned about the power of repentance and, and how to renounce things. And by doing that, you could break the power of the demonic. And so I had renounced a whole bunch of stuff and that helped somewhat. But I knew that I had not gotten to the bottom of my problems. And so I went to Bible school and I kept learning. I'm just like, God, you know, give me more. I, I remember at one point, I don't even remember the minister, but I had found a whole series of recordings on deliverance stuff that this guy who did deliverance had made. And I devoured that whole video teaching. I, I wish I knew what it was at this point, because if I did, I would tell you guys, but um, it helped me at the time. But again, it wasn't the full thing. You know, I remember getting a book, um, by, by a gentleman named Richard Ng called Spiritual Warfare, talked about some deliverance uh, items in there. And I learned some stuff from that book, but still hadn't hit the bottom. Uh, in, in Bible school, I didn't really learn much about deliverance at all because, you know, in the Bible school that I went to, the focus was the word of God. The focus was, you know, new covenant realities, identity in Christ, operating in the spiritual gifts, a lot of really, really good foundation. But they didn't get into deliverance because in their view, Christians, you didn't really need deliverance. You, you, deliverance was for the mission field. Like when you're going into these heavy demonic territories, people are coming out of witchcraft. You need to get the demons cast out of them, get them saved, and then teach them the word of God. That's kind of the, the whole mentality. So they weren't big on deliverance. And I still had a lot of questions. And I remember, you know, there was a lot of things that God wouldn't let me get away, away from. But, you know, I, I, I would talk, people would tell me stuff. People always feel very comfortable telling me all kinds of weird problems. I, it's, maybe that's how I got here. You know, it's like, wow, there, there's the guy that I should tell all my weird problems to. Like not all the other people, just this guy right here, this one, because he'll understand. I, I, I must have an anointing for that. But here's the thing. Uh, we... <sighs> And I say we because I use a lot of we language. I, at this point in time, kept searching for answers for, you know, my past. Like, why did I go through what I went through? And the more I learned, the more I, I found myself going into a whole lot of other content. I mean, you know, God, when I was in Bible school, began opening me up to the whole alien abduction thing and understanding that that was not a fake problem or an invention of crazies, but something that was really happening to people. Uh, global conspiracy, God started opening me up to the Illuminati and understanding this occult group and how they have many facets and, and plans running through different organizations like the Jesuits and, uh, you know, the Bohemian Grove and everyone that they bring out there and uh, uh, Hollywood extensions and all kinds. And I began to put together that picture and, and really seeing that the demonic kingdom was much more advanced than I had ever imagined and also uh, was defining much more of my reality than I could have predicted because when I was growing up in the, you know, the nineties and the early two thousands, like, you know, there, there's a certain viewpoint of the world that you're getting. And it wasn't really that challenged down until the age of YouTube post 2012, when everything starts getting exposed big time. And so uh, he, here we are. And I was getting keys. So, so, with all of these keys, what I basically learned was that if I could 
pray the word of God effectively, I would see extraordinary results beyond what my former prayer life was yielding, right? All of this is the road to uh, getting, getting, getting better action on some of this stuff. And, and when I was in Bible school, one of the best experiences that I had was being part of the prayer team that would take calls from people that watched the television broadcast of the pastor at the church. And then we would pray for their needs. And they trained us in that prayer setting to always pray the word of God. They said, don't just make stuff up and just say stuff. Anchor and ground out every prayer that you're praying to the word of God. So if you have a promise in the written word of God, you have something to anchor your prayer to. So don't just pray, Lord God, would you bless their finances? Find a scripture about the Lord blessing finances and quote that scripture back to God. Put him in remembrance of his word. We learn these concepts. And so all of the promises of God are yes in him and amen in him to the glory of God through us. And I realized this became a real foundation for me, that if I could find the right promises in the word of God, revealing the right mechanics, and I could anchor prayers to the word and they would be super effective. And so, you know, I began to learn how to pray for people's finances based on the word of God. I began to learn to pray for people's families and children based on the word of God. I was praying for people's salvation, the salvation of family members they were believing for based on revelation in the word of God. You know, there was a lot of, they they actually had a manual where I was uh, volunteering to do this, which had scriptures that would apply to different types of needs. And so you could just sit there with the manual and flip through and open to that section of, you know, because it was common needs. Like a lot of calls would be because of financial needs. And a lot of calls would be because they were leaving salvation for family members and healing of the body and other kinds of concepts like this. And so I started memorizing all these scriptures. I mean, I memorized crazy scriptures. And even to this day, I have many, many scriptures in the Bible committed to memory, not because I want to be a scholar, but because I want to be effective in prayer, you know, you, you don't just get to the level of prayer that I began to operate at through learning all of this because you wake up and you just want to pray good. Like there was a lot of work I put into this craft, this, this um, uh, you know, job. I mean, so I, I really worked hard at it and I, and I learned a lot of scriptures. I saw the shift. I mean, I, I was able to see the power of praying the word of God demonstrated. And so, you know, I kept praying that way. And after I got through Bible school, you know, I had moved to Chicago. I was still getting harassed. Uh, not as much as before, because a lot of my life, I mean, I had cleaned up and I was, I, you know, through Bible school and afterwards, I mean, from a standpoint of, you know, how clean are you living? I mean, my life was pretty spotless. It was really, I was doing a pretty good job in in personal holiness. (laughs) And so, so I knew that my, my uh, challenges, especially when I would go to sleep, weren't directly related to uh, willful sin. But Yet, I was still open to attacks that I didn't want. I mean, just bothersome stuff. And so I got to working on the problem at that point because I said, well, I got all the, all the keys that I need. I know that the kingdom of darkness is more advanced than I ever thought. 
I know that if I find the right anchors and mechanics in the word of God, the right scriptures, I can design a prayer that um, is established on God's yes and has my amen. So I'm uniting heaven and earth by faith and, and, and I will see a breakthrough. So I started mapping, right? All the different kinds of ways I get attacked in my sleep. And I started finding uh, 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 either promises or mechanics revealed in the word of God that would allow me to address those issues from a biblical revelation. And it took me a few months, but I eventually engineered what I called the evening prayer. And I, once I got through all of these different types of attacks and found a, a way to address those attacks from a scriptural foundation, guess what happened? Breakthrough. My sleep was never better. I stopped getting harassed. I, I mean, this just shut down all the nonsense for me. I started having the best sleep of my life. And I realized at that point, look, uh, if, if it doesn't matter if it's written down or if it's committed to memory. It's all about addressing the mechanics of the spirit world with the revelation of the finished work of Jesus Christ, which is revealed in his word. That's what gets the results. And so by writing it down, all I'm doing is giving myself less stress because the more I have to keep in my memory all of these different points to address in prayer every time in order to get the full results of all of the hard work I did. Um, you know, wh why not just write it down? So I, I wrote it down and I told some people about it. I was like, dude, you know, this is the thing. My life is so much better. And people are like, dude, can I have the prayer? Man. You know, and, and so I started sharing the prayer with some people. I was like, yeah, you can have it and try it, you know, say this. And I started getting reports. All of these testimonies coming back, Daniel, you don't understand. Breakthrough happened for me in my sleep too. And I was like, wow, wow, this is pretty cool. So my whole mindset at that point goes through a shift because before that, all of my prayer life, all of my prayer experience is basically freestyling learn the scriptures, memorize all of this, and then freestyle a prayer every time that is specific to the situation, but leaning into the word of God, the principles, the mechanics of the spirit as I understand them and addressing them with the word of God and, and, and also blending into prophetic prayer because if you get a download during prayer from the spirit, then you speak that and that's also very powerful. That's the rhema word of God being worked into the prayer as opposed to just the logos, which is the written word. And so I, 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 I'm, I'm in this place and, you know, I, I, I begin to minister to people going forward, right? This is working into the time frame 2012, 2013 into 2014. I, I'm starting to minister to people more and more. And, and in that process, I am beginning to get requests like, you know, Daniel, uh, you're really good at praying. You should make more prayer templates just to give people examples of how you pray for different subjects, because that would be very helpful. I, I got a bunch of requests. So I began to engineer 
different prayers, prayers for uh, finances, prayers for healing. I mean, we still have these on our website now. You know, Bride Ministries is known for our robust prayer resources that we have made available for free for a long time. And so prayer is covering all kinds of different areas. But what I'm doing is I'm giving you the road to the deliverance portal. Okay. So as I'm beginning to minister to people, I'm, I've, I've templatized some prayers, but here's what I ran into. Okay. I am beginning to work with survivors. I'm beginning to deal with parts. I'm beginning to work through inner worlds and I run into a fundamental problem that I would hit these entities, okay? And I did not have much success getting them out early on. As a matter of fact, I remember in one case, I actually got a check in my spirit because, uh, who, who was it? It was one of these, it might've been, it might've been Poseidon or something like that, but it was one of these entities. And I got a check in my spirit. It's like, you can't go after this guy now. And I was telling the person I'm working with, I'm like, I really don't feel right about trying to knock this guy out right now. I, I, don't, I don't even you know, know all of the legalities involved in why the bondage is there, nor do I know how to get to him. I think we should leave this alone for now. And this person actually heard this entity saying in the back, like, like um, yeah, you, 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 you can't do anything about this, Daniel. You know, it, I mean, I literally got punked and I was really upset about that. I, <laughs> you know, I was kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, oh, you just wait. There will be a round two. And, you know, as, as I went forward with the work uh, trying to help survivors, what I realized is, look, Deliverance 101 was just not cutting it, right? I thought I understand Neil T. Anderson. I understand some of these basic concepts of getting free. So this is what we do. We find the sin or the sin of the ancestor. We confess it. We repent of it. We renounce it. And we clear the demonic, right? And, and, and for a certain level of deliverance, I mean, this is actually a very effective way of going about things. But it doesn't work for everything. It just simply plain flat out does not get to the bottom of some of these entity bondages. And and so I began to go after some of these bigger entities at a certain point. And I was just like, you know, I don't care how long I'm going to sit here. If it takes me two and a half hours to get to the bottom of this, we're going to get these entities out. So I started to go after these entities. And it would take a long time to work through all of these things. And I'm trying to prophetically discern along with my clients, like, why is this rooted here? Why is it dug in so deep? And what's, you know, I didn't have too much uh, coaching at the time about how to do this in the most efficient manner. You know, it was just like a, 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 a power struggle. But as I was going through this headache, I began to notice a pattern. I began to notice a pattern because for every two or three or four hour session, whatever it was to get one of these entities out, I began to notice that eventually we'd always work our way around to the same legalities. And once we were addressing all of those similar legalities by whatever Holy Spirit revelation, some kind of fragment of the person's humanity exposing it, an angel pointing it out or whatever, we would always land on this pattern of legalities. And so I started to kind of make a list of the pattern. And, and I didn't, because the pattern was outside of my grid of biblical revelation. I had a hard time with this part of the process, but 
I gritted my way through and eventually I came up with a basic template of the pattern and I had language for it. And so I began to work with that template. And as I would go through the different points of the pattern, uh, what I would do is get more data. And I would go through this. I went through this with several people across multiple entities, uh, going through this pattern, trying to get the entities out. And with each time going through the pattern, I would get more detail. And that allowed me to get these entities out without having to prophetically figure it out over a two or three hour time frame. I could just go straight through the legalities and get them out based on the knowledge of the spiritual mechanics behind why they were rooted in in the first place. That's when I began to understand how principalities are different than demons, where they're not just occupying space relative to the body of the person's life. They're actually more like dog walkers sitting outside the body with cords that they have um, extending into many people all around the planet. And through those interfaces, they have an authority relative to the person's life. And so you're addressing entities that live primarily outside of the body and the person's sphere altogether. And so there are unique legalities to addressing that, that work their way into what we call the freedom from fallen heavenly powers prayer. I originally had called it the freedom from principalities prayer. And once I had that prayer fully articulated, I began to see breakthrough like clockwork. It was amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, I have here in my hands one of the greatest tools. If I had this when I was in high school or when I was younger, my life would have been 20 times better. And, and, and here's what, what happened. Not too long after I engineered this and realized that I had a pattern of success, it broke. And I realized that there is no way I could address every kind of problem I was running into trying to help people with this prayer template. Next, I began to notice that people were in bondage to other humans in the way that they could be in bondage to some of these entities like Moloch, Poseidon, or Beelzebub. And I was like, my gosh, why does the bondage go so deep with some of these, you know, witches and warlocks? I I remember early on, one of the most disgusting deliverances, (laughs) maybe that's not the right word, but aggressive uh, was, was, was actually from George Bush Sr. I, I, and someone's getting delivered of him. And I'm like, goodness, this guy's like a principality in here. My gosh. And so, you know, but we were able to get it out. The thing is, I began to learn that when it was this kind of a bondage, it wasn't a simple breaking of soul times that was getting the job done any more than trying to get Moloch out of a person with a simple prayer of renunciation was getting the job done. It's like breaking soul ties. What? That's not going to Okay. So what, you're going to forgive them. And then you're just going to break the soul tie in the name of Jesus. And you're free. Not at all. Not even close. It doesn't work. People are still in bondage. Like it doesn't even touch the problem. So what we realized, what I realized is that, the way that people got in bondage to humans in the spirit world was uh, following a similar pattern. The, the, the bondage was maintained through a similar pattern of legalities. And I augmented at this point uh, by revelation, the freedom from fallen heavenly powers prayer and created what became called the freedom from human persecutors prayer. When I did that, I mean, that's when 
we began to see, like clockwork, people getting set free of the oppressive uh, entanglements with other humans that they were under. And for many people that grew up in families where they were exposed to programming, what we realized is, you know, the parents were some of the primary offenders over and over again. And so what, what do we have to do? We have to get them set free of the parents. We have to get them set free of handlers. We got to get them set free of... And, and so we began to use this template and we had clockwork success for like a minute. And then guess what? It stopped working or it only worked some of the time. We're talking about the road to the deliverance portal. So, you know, early on, I had these basically like two templates that I was working with, plus the ability to, you know, listen to Holy Spirit, problem solved by going through a step-by-step process, uh, engaging with altars, parts, angels, Jesus Christ, you know, all of this, like trying to engineer solutions. And I realized that in order to get more deeply rooted bondage out, I needed to not only address entities and the human agents, but that I needed to address the bloodline iniquity from different angles. And I remember one of the most frustrating angles, and guys, I mean, this was a major facepalm for me, was the reptilian problem. Now, a lot of Christians are still on the fence about whether or not they believe that reptilians are real. I mean, they, they, you know, I mean, there's like a million and one YouTube videos now demonstrating that people's eyes shift. And, you know, I mean, who cares if Dan Duvall has seen people actually begin shape-shifting processes with their physical forms and bodies? Like, I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> people that have actually come on his program and said, yeah, you know, I could transform and shapeshift into this or that or whatever. Like, you know, we're just going to dismiss all of that. You know, Christians are so struggling with the reptilian issue. And here I am trying to help people and repeatedly running into reptilian DNA inside of the person. As a matter of fact, it went so far, you know, I went into some of these theories and found them to be incorrect. Like, oh, reptilian DNA is associated with uh, 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 RH negative blood types. It's like false. No, there are plenty RH positive blood types that get delivered from reptilian genetics <laughs> as demonstrated by our actual frontline ministry. And so, you know, we went really deep with this, but every time at first I was running into this problem, I, I mean, we would be like literally, the person will be seeing Jesus on the inside. I say, Jesus, is this a reptilian DNA problem? It, 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 uh, uh, is, is, is it reptilian? And he'd be like, yeah. And I'd be like, no. Because every time, I mean, every time I try to get the reptilian stuff out of a person, I'd hit a brick wall, smack, and it wouldn't work. I mean, I, I, I hit my head on the wall a lot of times on the reptilian bondage. And it's like, goodness, you know, Jesus, you, if you're standing right there, just take it out of them, please. <laughs> That's not how it works. Okay. You know, so I had to keep pressing in for revelation on this. And eventually, over time, and a lot of hard work and refusing to give up, what, what happened was I was able to engineer another template of legalities that allowed me to 
basically address the DNA to get the reptilian aspects out so the person could be free of that iniquity and, and, and the associated traffic that was coming into and out of their persons would be shut down in the name of Jesus. And, and, and you know, this process was so, so frustrating. I mean, I'll, I'll give you guys an example, you know, because things do not work in the spirit the way you think they work as an ignorant Christian. I just have to say, I had a lot of ignorance broken off of my life in the journey to the deliverance portal. I, <laughs> I had so many philosophies of how I thought things should work. And then you actually get into the work and you realize it doesn't work that way. I, I get so many people talking, Daniel, the, the language in your prayers is so strange. Why is that? Because it works. And what you've been doing, by the way, all this time, yeah, that, that didn't work. Okay. So what you understand or the way that you understand it, when that doesn't work, then what that means is you didn't understand it right. And when it does work, that is the right understanding because God is a God of truth. I'm sorry. All right. So that, that's my frustration coming out. I apologize to anyone that's offended. Um, you can take that up with Jesus. So the thing is, we're out there to get results. And I, I would be there sitting down working with someone and I'd be like, goodness. All right. We're on the reptilian issue. Um, you know, there'd be an angel standing there. I'd be like, angel. What do you think we should do here? And the angel would be like, well, uh, maybe you can do this. You know, I remember one time, an angel suggested, why don't you give them a blood transfusion from Jesus? I'm like, that's a great idea, angel. I'm like, I call for a blood transfusion from Jesus. Now, any of you that have worked through my freedom from, we call it the non-human bloodlines prayer now, but that prayer specifically, you will find, and many others, that there is a clause for a blood transfusion from Jesus Christ that takes out nanotech, back doors, front doors, side doors, trap doors, inner doors, outer doors, ancient of days, doors, infinite doors, hidden doors, cords, insects, wires, cables, chips, computers, chains, programs. You know, it, you know how long it takes to figure out each item on that list individually, one by one? Like, you know, when I first applied the revelation this angel gave me, it didn't work. It actually, I was so angry that day because I did exactly what the angel said. I was like, all right, I called for this blood transfusion. Now get the blood transfusion from Jesus. Are you free? No. Am I being lied to? Like, like does nobody, does nobody understand what's going on here? Like, come on. <laughs> Again, this is before I realized how it worked. And so, so it took us a long time. And what I realized is that, you know, what I'm getting is one step in the process, right? One key, one component at a time. But I would have to marry all of these keys together into a case that I could bring before the courts of heaven on behalf of that person in order to set them free of a bloodline bondage related to a non-human origin. And once I was able to uh, tabulate all of this legalities, we engineer what was called the Freedom from Reptilians Prayer, which is still on our website now. But then it, it, it expanded, right? We're on the road to the deliverance portal. And I realized the reptilian is not the only non-human DNA that's in people that are under oppression. Because we, we began to run into uh, draconian DNA and ancient, right? Because we're talking about both Isis, Osiris, Set, Nut, and all these Egyptian gods, they're called the ancients. Like we found ancient DNA. We found uh, 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 elven DNA, like vampire DNA. It's like 
Are you kidding me? What is this stuff? But anyway, people are getting delivered left and right once we get the template. And I realize, goodness, if we can get the bloodline iniquity out for these non-human bloodlines, and, and first I had like a million different prayer templates, one for each type of non-human bloodline. I realized they're all the same. I, I can just create one template for all of these bloodlines and we just make a list. Then I made another connection with the help of Holy Spirit, of course. And it was like, if we can get this stuff out, then what about the Illuminati bloodline iniquity? Because all of these Illuminati bloodlines are in people. And uh, some of it because, you know, your great, great grandmother was a bastard child of a Duke in, you know, Wellington. And that therefore put that bloodline of Cavendish or Rothschild or whatever it is in your bloodline. And it came down five generations later and they're still pulling on your bloodline and stealing your stuff because you're in their grid. Okay. So there's an iniquity there, even though you don't really understand how to trace it. It's like, you know, I remember one day I sat down with my wife and we worked through the list and lo and behold, she's getting set free of Rockefeller bloodline iniquity. And it's like, how did Rockefeller get in there? But you know, I mean, most people that I sit down with somewhere along the lines, one of these 13 Illuminati bloodlines has had some kind of extension into that, that, that family tree. And, and they're, they're certainly going to melt that person however they can in the spirit world. It gets very complicated up there. So, so we see a lot of people beginning to get set free once we take a template, just adjust it a little bit and create what, what I call the freedom from Illuminati bloodlines genetics. And once I began to work with that template, I realized, my goodness, we are getting some massive overhauling deliverances here with this template, especially with survivors of satanic ritual abuse, because, you know, the whole thing of satanic ritual abuse, right? Why, why are we ritualizing these people so much? Well, we're trying to put as much iniquity on top of the iniquity that they're born with in order to power them up to do extraordinary things in the spirit world. Because iniquity is a perversion and it deviates a person more and more away from their human nature and makes them capable of more and more ridiculous power in the evil spirit kingdom. So we want as much iniquity as possible, right? And so, so all of this iniquity, a lot of it is, is, is layered into these, you know, the, the surnames that disguise the 13 root bloodlines. So anyway, we began to get a lot of deliverance here. And you know what? I mean, at this point, folks, I'm thinking we really have a powerful system here. But guess what? Guess what? Everything broke. Everything broke. All of my tools, all of the resources, everything that God had given me to get, I mean, problems solved that people, a lot of people still to this point that are going to listen to this program, maybe because it's shared to them and they haven't been following our conversation at Bride Ministries for long. It's just like right over the head. It's like, gosh, this guy... What planet is he from? Earth. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting on this side. Like, what planet are you from? Because you live in the world that Jesus is correcting problems in, <laughs> not just me. And so I, I, I'm just as baffled as anyone as why, you know, we're still in this cognitive dissonance. It's like, wait, we're in the church and none of our tools are working and all of our people are in bondage. But clearly, where there's success, if we don't understand it, that's not right. You know, it's... Anyway, I am very excited about this. I believe, I believe, folks, that this resource, the Deliverance Portal, is going to be a bridge into the body of Christ, into mainstream Christianity that 
is going to bring the conversation around the language and around what's actually causing people their problems to a mainstream conversation. I, I really do. I bless the church. I love the church. I love leaders in the church. I love pastors and teachers, apostles, evangelists. I am an advocate for the body of Christ holistically. And this resource, one of the reasons why we're making it free is because we are very, <laughs> and, and I, I, I say this, you know, openly. We, we're actually at Bride Ministries um, very open. I'm not hiding anything. I'm transparent. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm very transparent here. I, you know, I, I don't talk about weird stuff because I want to be weird. I talk about weird stuff because this is what's bringing the glory of God into people's lives and getting the fruit that people have been longing for. So, you know, if that's what the fruit is, I'm okay being weird or being labeled or being, you know, accused of whatever. But I believe that there was a season for a lot of that, we were coming out of that. And now it's a season for God to take what we struggled and suffered and sweat and cried over and fasted for and giving it to the broader body of Christ with great transparency so that the whole body can enjoy the fruit of the move of God. I mean, it's truly. And, and so I'm actually very excited. I'm very excited for what's coming in the near future to the body of Christ. I, I see a massive shift, a big big change coming. And I see a lot of churches, a lot of leaders being blessed because you know what? A lot of you leaders out there, you want to help people and you also want to protect your flock. You want to make sure that your people are safe and you don't want them exposed to stuff that's going to take them down the wrong track. And I understand that. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about transparency is when you can see and study everything that we're doing, um, because I, I mean, this is now a free resource available to the world. Our, our deliverance portal, all the language of all the prayers is actually contained within every prayer template. I mean, that can be studied and analyzed and used, you know, the, the prayers that can be experimented with, with <laughs> focus groups within your churches before you turn um, <laughs> the larger, broader congregation onto these resources. Like, you know, it, it, it's, it's there for everyone. And um I, I think that God is really, really going to move in a special way in the coming years on, on the subject of deliverance and getting his people free. It's all about preparing a bride. You know, the Bible says in Revelation 19, 7, the wife of the lamb has made herself ready. That, that's, that's a big theme. So, so picking up with the story, every tool breaks, right? And, and so I, regardless of the fact that we can get people free of their Illuminati bloodline bondage, non-human bloodline bondage, entities, human persecutors. I mean, it's just still getting stuck. And I began to realize, and God brought a whole new level of understanding to me, that synthetic bondages needed to be addressed. Synthetic bondages. That I was not only up against demons and entities and spirits, but that I was up against, uh, you know, holograms. I was up against technologies, frequency technologies, um, you know, denial of service weapons. I mean, the, the kind of technology that they have now makes it for people that have very unique bondages. I mean, people can quite literally be injected with an implant. I, I, an RFID chip 
in someone is as simple as putting an RFID chip in and it'll putting it under the skin and slipping it in there. I mean, a person can just pass out and wake up with an RFID chip in them because someone wants to play a prank on them. And, and, and that person was under the influence when they passed out. Like, like, it's not hard to put an RFID chip in someone, but they have much more advanced technologies than that. And a lot of people that have been through abduction experiences have gotten weird types of implants put in them, including nanotech and liquid crystal implants. And so these things in the body can create unique effects and interfaces with technology. And there's a whole lot of people that are complaining of things like, look, I'm harassed by cell phones. I'm harassed by smart TVs. I can't be around technology, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and a lot of this leans into uh, synthetic bondages. I mean, I remember going through one of my templates for you know, freedom from synthetic genetics and the person knocked out the entire power of the whole building they were in as we were going through this template. I mean, because that was there. And of course, they have no idea how it got in there. Like, how am I in bondage to synthetic? What? And yet here it is. So we had to expand our portfolio and God had me, you know, uh, adopt, adapt the per templates and the legalities we were working with because many of the legalities are similar. And when we adapted it to the synthetic kingdoms, we started seeing more breakthrough. Well, uh, we moved on. We moved on. And we also had to begin addressing for deeper bondages related to other human people. We, we learned, look, this freedom from human persecutors prayer is nice, but it's too nice. And there are too many witches and warlocks and evil people and ancestors getting away with the harassment that they are putting these people that we're sitting across from under. So we would get through the freedom from human persecutors prayer template, say, are you free? No. So what do you do then? You ask Holy Spirit for more science, more techniques, more technology, more understanding, more revelation. Eventually we got what we call the freedom from human persecutors 2.0 prayer which later led, because that prayer broke, to another prayer we have called Ultimate Freedom from Human Persecutors. Did you know that every single one of these prayer templates I am telling you about, hopefully, uh, some of it you're following and probably a lot of it you're not, is available on our deliverance portal at deliverance.bridemovement.com. Here's the, here's the good news, right? For all of you that I'm losing and you're just like, uh, like, understand that, my job is to figure this out. Your job is to use it and tell someone else how to use it. That's it. Because the way that we have put this deliverance portal together, think about this. All you have to do is know what your problem is. I have a problem, problem A. So you go through our assessments and it says, you know, all right, well, if you have problem A, check this box. <laughs> so you check the box. Problem A, right? Then you get an email and it says, if you have problem A, use this prayer template for this problem. Then you go to our deliverance template, prayer, and you name problem A on that template, and then you press play and you say, I receive in Jesus' name. That will administrate your deliverance from the, the, the mechanics of which you don't understand. But you get to walk in the fruit of freedom anyway, because all the hard work is done for you with the deliverance. That's why I'm so excited about it. Like, I don't care if you understand anything I say. Just get free in Jesus' name. Come on. So, look, 
Um, we continue to work into more and more complex problems because I realize, you know, non-human bloodlines, whatever, humans, whatever, like synthetic stuff, whatever. Like we have more problems than that. You ready for this? We ran into constellations. I was like, I can't believe that people are telling me, Daniel, you know, I was out in the park one day and this constellation climbed out of the sky and manifested to me. I'm like, what, what are you, what? What in what world? And then I'll be like, well, Jesus, are they in bondage to Sagittarius? Are, are they in bondage to Taurus? Are, are they in, and Jesus would be like, oh yeah, big time. Pleiades, big time. <laughs> Orion, oh yeah, big time. So, so next came the engineering of a prayer resource, which came with more legalities, unique solves. We called it freedom from constellations. And we began to see such extraordinary deliverance. And I'm telling you what, you know, working through that particular template with people who have, and, and, and on every one of these prayers, you know, I, I, I could go through and give you a two hour, three hour seminar on like all of the legalities, how it maps and whatever. That's not, that's not this program. I'm just telling you about it. You know, uh, we, we began to see people just get the most extraordinary deliverances. And then at the end of the prayer, we, we were talking and we're like, how did I end up in bondage to a whole system of stars? You know, like, and, and the answer is, well, through a highly complex series of events, but, but largely ancestral worship of the stars is a big centerpiece of that whole conversation. So if you have ancestors that used to worship the stars, freedom from constellations is waiting for you, but um, we still weren't done. And, and this was when I went through a massive shift in my understanding, because again, right, all I want is to see the children of God set free and Jesus Christ glorified. That, that's my heart, right? I want to see God get the glory for the deliverance of his people. And I want to see the devil shamed. I mean, I literally love it when the devil is embarrassed, when he is ridiculed, when he is disrespected because his antics stop working and the people of God arise in victory. And so, so I, I had to shift my whole understanding of, of literally creation and how different parts of cre creation relate. And, and I would call this the shift between doing, for those of you that have done math into the college level, doing um, pre-calculus and then getting into calculus because in pre-calculus you're still dealing with basic straightforward formulas you know but in, once you get into calculus you get into integrals and derivatives and so the logic changes and you add a logic that allows you to solve pre-calculus problems in a more difficult way, but at the same time allows you to solve problems that you could never have solved in pre-calculus technique. And, and, and so I went through a logic shift and the logic shift allowed me to still understand the problems that we were solving and why the solutions were working, but opened up a whole new realm of, of solves for problem sets that were more complex than what we had been able to address to that point. And that's when we began to get into earth systems and how to solve for that. Because I began to run into the same thing, you know, like our right, people are in bondage to a, a house they lived in at one point, a battlefield they fought in as a soldier who has PTSD now. 
I ran into people that were, you know, initiated into the occult at very high levels who are in bondage to jet streams. I mean, meridian lines in the earth. Gosh, you know, events. I mean, I, I, and now it's just like, how, how is this, this possible? But this is when I began to drift into realm thinking, which I've talked about in other settings. And of course we have a whole course on that at the Bride Ministries Institute, which is called um, realms and dimension or dimensions and realms unsealed or something like that, but uh, realms and dimensions unsealed. And we talk about realm thinking a lot in there, but that helped me to understand, you know, that, that everything in creation exists as a realm Every realm has its own sentience. And so realms can uh, entangle. And it doesn't matter whether that realm happens to be a sun and a human or a, you know, a star and a human or an event and a human or a piece of a person's soul or whatever. That, that, like these realms can entangle. And it's based on you know, what, what you would run into as quantum physics concepts that... that um, like electrons, like the electron of the computer that you are watching me on or laptop or iPhone or whatever, that electron can be on the other side of the universe at any given point in time, even though it's related to the protons and the device that you're using. So light has this weird way of entangling and, and DNA is light. And so we found that people's DNA could be entangled uh, even beyond the linear time, space, experience of their lives. They're still entangled with uh, a house they lived in or an event that happened at a certain point or a battlefield and even, even stranger things like lakes and streams and minerals. And so we were able with this revelation to engineer the freedom from earth systems prayer, which I tell you has set more people free of more problems than I could have ever imagined. Also, by the way, on our deliverance portal. And so we began to see great success because I changed language and we began to understand that we could renounce people's tethering. This was the language breakthrough, my tethering to overlaying and interfacing with and all existence as by, by beginning to separate and divorce on that level, we were breaking these entanglements that were binding people all over the place. And it, it, it was a huge, huge forward movement. Um, then we began to have some success with the Kabbalah. And of course, I did a 12-part series last year, and depending on when you're listening to this. Um, that was the year of 2019. In 2020, we began playing these teachings once a month, every month. So every, all months, January through December, we're basically putting that, that entire series out one at a time. What we understood was that Kabbalah was a cosmic template. It's a counterfeit creation template. It's also a template for the occult understanding of the design of man. It's a key. It's a hack on the design of God. And it is the government of Lucifer, among other things. And so what we began to run into is that this template was the foundation of a whole lot of programming that people went through. And people's whole lives and soul parts and I mean, their whole body systems were anchored to these Kabbalah tree points. And of course, you know, you can look this up and you can see the Sephira 
and, 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 and study that with our series and whatnot. But I, for the life of me, could not get people out of this thing. At first, I was calling it the template before I knew the template was the Kabbalah tree. After I figured that out, it didn't help at all because for everything that I had learned at that point, I still couldn't get people out of it. But there came a day where we worked out enough of these legalities, like I said, in a templatized form that I'm sitting there in a session with a person and their parts are walking out of one of these points of the cosmic Kabbalah tree. It was a whole realm. They're walking out. As they're walking out, they're telling me they see other people, I mean, literally world leaders and kings looking at them as they're walking out. They, how are you leaving this place? And they got out. And that's when I knew, bingo, we nailed it. So we have the freedom from the Kabbalah tree prayer. Now, uh, that still wasn't the end of it. Guys, let me tell you something. Um, we had to move into a, 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 a realm where we were just very, very fluidly back and forth between organic and synthetic or digital realms. Because people were in bondage to both. And, and for all of the success that I was seeing with certain individuals, particularly those of SRA backgrounds and, and, other, and other stuff, like people who claim to be targeted individuals who, you know, came out of government projects, there was a level of harassment that we still weren't breaking through to, to see fruit. And um, that's when we went even higher. And this was more recent, like within the past year and some, and we landed on a concept called evil counsels. Now, there are a lot of prayers on the deliverance portal that are in my first two books, prayers that shake heaven and earth and advanced prayers that shake heaven and earth, right? But there are prayers that go beyond those two books. And I have another book coming out at some point in the future. We'll probably call it deliverance prayers that shake heaven and earth or something like that. But it's going to be all of the prayer resources that go beyond advanced prayers that are required to get people set free from higher levels. One of those concepts is called freedom from evil counsels. And let me tell you, when I have people that tell me, look, I'm stalked, I'm harassed, I'm targeted by frequencies, you know, nothing stops this. I've, I've said all of your prayers, nothing works. When we have begun to administer the freedom from evil counsels and, and actually targeting and untethering, not only from the technologies themselves, but from the counsels in both the natural and the spirit, human and non-human, hybrid, fallen angel, the whole bit, that govern the operations that are moving and working through, you know, I mean, deep underground military bases, some known military bases like White Sands and some of these things, Pine Gap over there in Australia and so forth, uh, and, and certain three-letter agencies. And then some of these councils, you know, like the councils of 13 and the council of nine, the council of 11, uh, councils in different constellations targeting people with technologies and all this stuff. We have seen such an explosion of breakthrough. It's been off the charts. Guess what? The Freedom from Evil Council's prayer is on the deliverance portal. By the way, we moved beyond that and also began to develop prayer templates that, that literally married biblical concepts, revelations, and mechanics to the addressing of artificial intelligences and quantum computers. And let me tell you something, guys. Uh, at this point, I understand that 
mo- mo- it's hard to accept the things that I'm saying. And I, I, that's okay. That's okay. There are so many sources of evil artificial intelligence that have woven their way into human beings even now. We have no idea how manipulated the state of existence of the human race is at this time. It's disgusting. And you think you're making your decisions? You think you're making your own choices? Oh my gosh. And it's subtle and it is diabolically deceptive. But here's the thing. I have a list of a whole lot of sources of evil artificial intelligence from sources you would not expect. Every single source being uh, a source that someone somewhere has already been delivered of with the use of our prayer template for freedom from artificial intelligences and quantum computers. And I'm going to tell you something. These are some of the most extraordinary, massive cosmic deliverances you can imagine. Guess what? It's on the deliverance portal and you can get it right now, right now. You could have listened to this. You, you could have gotten free of artificial intelligence and quantum computers last week because it's been up. We have it. We want you free. And, and look, I don't care if I'm called crazy at this point. Like, oh, this guy, you know, he's just making stuff up. Like, there's nothing I'm making up about the kinds of manifestations that people demonstrate when the power of God hits them as we are addressing these issues. They absolutely nothing fake. You can't make this stuff up. And so that is another level that God opened up to our understanding so that he could set his people free. Now I'm happy to offer it to you. What else do you find on the deliverance portal? Freedom from evil timelines and a correction of formulas and equations, which is a concept I really, you know what, I'm not even going to get into on this podcast. I want you to know this. All of this freedom is at your fingertips and the fingertips of your family, your friends, and your loved ones. We have gotten so many emails over the years. Dan Duvall, you're never available. Dan Duvall, I have a family member. They need you. Dan Duvall, we have so many deliverance needs. Dan Duvall, you know, and and the thing is, I'm one person and I've understood the whole time. Like, God didn't send me here to solve the world's problems. He already solved them. He, He sent me here to articulate his solutions. And now... By putting his solutions in your hands, he can solve your problems without my physical presence at all, which is great because Jesus is the healer, Jesus is the deliverer, and Jesus is your source of salvation. So we have taken all that God has given us, turned it over to the world for free so that God can move. I want you to visit deliverance.bridemovement.com and engage in what will, I mean, almost undoubtedly transform your life. And, you know, you might go there and find that some of the prayer resources or a lot of the prayer resources don't apply to you. But this is what I believe. I believe that every believer has some need of deliverance. I mean, I can't tell you guys how many times, you know, we're discovering some kind of new deliverance and it's really high level and out there. And I'm sitting there taking someone through it, having never gone through it myself. And I'm yawning. I'm like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is normal. You know, and, and I'm like getting wiped out trying to get other people delivered because I'm getting delivered at the same time. And, you know, that, that's, there's no shame in that. Like, I think in order for us to fully manifest the way God intended for us, we all need some deliverance. We all need some help. We all have generational iniquity that has followed our bloodlines. We all have room for more freedom in Jesus Christ. And so 
I am encouraging everybody, if you've been following this platform or if you have not, check out our deliverance portal and see what God does for you. That's all I'm saying. Folks, I have nothing else. If this deliverance portal blesses you greatly, I want to encourage you to sow into it because you know what? Seed is going into fertile ground. We are building and we will not stop advancing the kingdom of God as long as God is putting breath in our lungs here at Bride Ministries. And by the way, if you exhaust all of our prayer templates and all of our resources and get free of everything that is on our site, I will tell you what, we're going to be adding more in the future. So get ready, get ready, because more is continuing to come. And God is just on a collision course, um, bringing about his goodness, his mercy, and the demonstration of his love and care. So folks, with that said, until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Be sure to subscribe to our channel, like our video, and share this with friends. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially.